You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 77. Episode 77, so... Well, we have played some poker. Maybe not the best poker, but we've played some poker. <laughs> uh, let me see. What uh, what sessions have we got in store for this one? Well, I guess first things first, we need to correct that ace-queen hand from last podcast. Yeah, the one where... So, the... Okay, you do. You, do you want me to over go over the hand. hand for you real quick? Yeah, go over the hand. Okay. So I have Ace Queen of Diamonds. I make it twenty. I immediately get three bet to eighty. Another guy jams for eighty-seven. I then call the eighty-seven, and the other guy calls the eighty-seven behind me. The flop comes, Ace, King, Jack with two diamonds, and so obviously it's a royal flush draw to the ten of diamonds. So I had the nut flush draw, the royal flush draw, and the straight draw with the other three tens. Yeah, so we were going over this last uh, podcast, and I was, and I was like, well, and I was like, should this be a call or should it not be? Because I was like, well, the three bet pot, but I completely missed that you flopped the flush draw. Because what threw me is whenever you were saying that we sometimes make calls, we know we aren't good. And then I was like, well, I definitely need help in this hand. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Oh, if you flop gold like that, I mean, you flop top pair with the royal flush draw. I mean, 100%. And if you haven't heard the hand from um, last episode, um, the guy who called the deep sack, he told me he was going to jam all in on any flop. He did for about $500. I called, and um, he had ace-king here. Yeah, it's so... Which, I mean, is just a cool... I mean, when you get that flop, I mean, you're 100% into it. Like, when we were going over it, I'll come... And which is weird, we discussed it beforehand, and then when we were discussing in the podcast, and I completely missed that you had uh, the flush draw as well, which was completely changes the odds. 100%, which, yeah, I thought was very odd um, in the moment. But, yeah, so I guess it was a slight correction there if anyone thinks we were off our rocker or something last episode. I mean, last last episode, we kind of wore off our rocker on many hands. So I mean, there was there were so many hands that we could uh we could have different uh, opinions on. But yeah, on that one, one hundred percent, I like completely misheard the the flush draw, which I mean, like I say, changes the odds just a a ton right there. Uh, I guess is the next one we did when we went to one hundred one. Yes, that was the next one. Okay, so that was kind of an interesting. That was kind of an interesting session. A way more interesting session for you than it was for me. We got we got on two different tables. I think I got there right before you did, and got on another table. No, I think I was there before you. Okay, and I uh, I came in after, and we got on two separate tables. So, which I kind of like. They so at one hundred one right now, and Katie. If you go there, they actually have a bad beat jackpot that's up to like sixty two thousand dollars. Think a little bit more, sixty four, sixty five. So we had agreed to like chop it. So I, when when I got on a different table, one is I don't. There's only so many people you can win money from at the table. I was kind of glad we we're on different tables there, but also 
we were going to chop it. So that was just that much more and chance. You're referring to if one of us were to happen to hit the bad beat, we'd be chopping the bad beat, not our poker money, but the bad beat we'd be chopping is what you're referring to. Exactly. Okay. And so it's a, uh, but so that was a, uh, and I've gotten to where I really like this play. I don't know if anybody has not been to one on one Katie, if you're in Houston, it's a, such a different experience. Uh, just really, really nice. The food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. The alcohol's free. If you get there, I think, is it before nine or after so many hours you get free food? Um, I think, I guess I've never had the issue of not playing enough to get the free food, but I think you have to play four hours maybe, or they store it on your card somehow or something. So they, they somehow know, but you get free food. I think it's if you play four hours of cash and the food is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, so good. I mean, we're not talking like little sandwiches or something. We're talking about like really good dinners, like on these, um, but the kitchen closed at 11. Keep that in mind. So get there before 11. There you go. Uh, so and they also seem very lax for that four hours thing. I think it's, it seems to me like they're more like you get one thing, like within reason. Which makes a lot of sense. Because I've never seen anyone get denied food because I haven't played enough or anything like that. It just seems like keep it within reason. We'll all be cool. Yeah. I think like keeping it within reason, but if you've been there two hours and I mean, you still have a stack in front of you, you order the food, you're going to be there another 35 minutes. You're almost always going to be there four hours. So uh, I kind of like that. I was kind of annoyed like at Doghouse the other day, I was playing the tournament and I'm so used to getting the free drinks at Doghouse, and I went to the tournament and then they charged me like seven fifty for the uh, alcoholic drink. Like, isn't this free? They're like, oh, you're not in playing cash. I was like, I was like, oh, I was so sad. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, well, two dollars this time. So I mean, since you didn't know, which made me a little bit happier. But I was like, oh, I was like seven fifty for a drink. I'm like, seems pretty pretty steep for uh <laughs> for that. I mean, I don't know. It um, I think you're just used to it being free. I don't know if I'd call that particularly expensive, but. I guess. <laughs> like, I, I was sad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was not that much money, but I mean, what you're expecting, it was a thousand more percent than I expected it to be. So, I was gonna say, how bad is this downswing? Seven dollars is Clint's ruined. His whole day is ruined. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty bad, man. I need every little. I need every little bit I have. I can get. But okay, so I did actually have some pretty interesting hands at uh, 101. I played this one hand where like I ended up in the straddle and a big mistake that a lot of people make in these one, three games is they don't raise big enough to really drive people out. It seems like you'll hear about a lot of this next uh, session. I talk about later on in the episode, but um, I ended up being in there with a suited. um, I think it was like a seven, 10, three ways. What position are you? Uh, button straddle. Oh, you are you're on the no, straddle. No, no, yeah, I'm in the straddle, oh, okay. but gotcha. like it was like a bet it might have been a like a min click raise or something. I don't remember what happened exactly. Moral of the story is I probably shouldn't have been in there with this hand. Okay. But uh yeah, they wouldn't won't even beat around that bush right there. But um I flopped a flush draw with like a gutter turned double gutter rivered straight in this gigantic pot. Where like people had like aces and stuff like that, but do you know how the betting went? I mean, it's kind of an interesting spot here. I mean, is it a 
Or you just uh, you just really remember the results. Yeah, I was about okay. to say. I was like, well, I didn't take the notes on that because literally this next hand happened right after it, uh, which okay. was really that that pot was big, but this one ended up being even bigger because so then I'm now I'm deep stacked, right? I rivered. Um, sorry, I'll give you basically. So I rivered the straight, the gutter, and then it had checked through on the turn, and then it checked to me on the river, and I was like, well, I'm gonna make it look like I'm trying to steal this. I'm all in or $300 or something like that. Um, first guy folds. I'm sure he had ace King. The other guy calls never showed and um, straight was good. That's really nice. I mean, you're really good at extracting like larger bets on the river. Like I'm always nervous. Like on these value hands, I'm not going to get called. I'm going to get folded to, and I'd rather get something than nothing. So I think I bet a little bit smaller than I should a lot. And I think that's one good thing is you will go for, and which I'm sure you, a lot of times they do fold to you. But, I mean, you are better, at, I think, extracting value, like bigger value on the river. Um, well, like I said, this, this second session after this one, I mean, is just a whole different story. But <laughs> um, let's see. This was basically the biggest um, hand of that session, though. So after that big hand, now I'm deep stacked. And one of the deep stacks, uh, I think this is multi, uh, definitely is multi-way. I have ace, deuce of clubs. The flop comes ace, jack, deuce with two diamonds. Um, how, how many how, how many people do you think is in here? About four. Okay. Um, I do bet. Get one caller. What, what's your bet size, do you think? Um, I'm sure it was 20 preflops, so two, four, six, eight. So I probably bet something like 30, 35. Okay. So 80 in there, I bet 30, 35. Get one caller. Um, the turn is another deuce, bringing two flush draws. Obviously not mine. Diamonds and hearts. But you've now turned a full house with ace deuce. Correct. Okay. I bet 65, trying to keep it reasonable right i mean it's a pretty good bet oh. there but you know also oh you're scared of nothing so you just want some type of call here he snap jams all in for like almost six hundred dollars oh sunny day <laughs> i snap call he has deuce four so he's drawing dead of diamonds yeah that's uh but i was thinking i snap call what if you just had like pocket jacks there just crying but <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. If he's got pocket jacks, just not your day to win. But yeah, that's a. I mean, how wonder. I mean, how wonderful is that? Good God! Yeah, that was phenomenal. And then, um, I mean, here are basically my notes <laughs> for the rest of the session. I just hero called, and I was right. And I had a massive bluff and showed it ten minutes later. Just I mean, sun running. Super detailed session. I mean, just super details there. I mean, and I tell you what, while you, Tyler is over there sun running, he's got like a stack that's just gigantic. I'm on the other table, and I'm having like the most miserable grindy session. While and I'm, I get to spend the entire time literally facing Tyler, looking at him having the time of his life for like the entire like six hours we were there. I was like, God almighty. I mean, I flush over flush someone. I mean, basically any card I needed, I'm like offsuit seven, bang, offsuit seven. I'm like, I need a queen right now, preferably heart. There you go. Queen of hearts. I mean, it was perfect. So, so not even like playing like extremely well, more just like you just catching like 
the are you kind of, it sounds like you're getting a hit in the face with a deck here. I mean, I'm literally just calling the cards out and the dealer's just like, I got you. Bang, <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah. I would not call up I mean, when you boat over boat somebody, that's not really an active skill. Yeah, I mean, which I mean, you need those days because Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Like you I mean, they all even themselves out, but um yeah. So that was basically that session. I cashed out for gigantic amount, maybe close to two thousand profit, maybe just under. I think it was just under like seventeen, almost eighteen, something like that. But a well needed session right there. I mean, it's I mean, for two people who've kind of gone on a little bit of a down maybe a little bit of a downswing. This is by far the worst downswing I've ever been on. And definitely you're coming out of definitely the worst downswing you've been on. I mean, it is that is not enough to call it coming out of. That's I would call it keeping your head slightly above water. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. how I would describe that. Uh I'm trying to give us anything that we can possibly get here. It's a, uh, sorry that, yeah, that session, it wasn't, that was not the 1700. That one was the, um, maybe like $800 win, something like that. Oh, that wasn't the, no. Cause I have that. Then my next session is the story with the giant win. Oh, okay. You know what? There's two sessions I was getting. Cause I talked about the one where it was uh, the table talk did it, and I think yep. that was that one. So yeah, that this was actually after. Yeah, this is a different session from that. Yep, exactly. But that was a huge one for me. But now here, can I go into my next session? Or do you want to cover one before I get into? I mean, I have not got that much to cover, so go for it. Okay, I have, I have a good one for you here. So I'm now at the table. I mean, my first hand, I tried bluffing got called of course and had to add on right this guy comes new player comes and sits down at the table i have no idea never seen him before ever um here's the hand i'm under the gun plus two i think i said i have queen nine of diamonds i make it 15 uh, 15 folds the guy oh the guy min raises me to 30 okay I call. We, a lot of men raising at this place, which is very weird. Uh, go for it. The flop comes six, eight, jack with one diamond. Six, eight, jack. Okay, so you flop a gutter with a backdoor flush draw and an overcard. Yes. Okay. Um, He bets 25. I call. The turn is a seven of diamonds. So now any five gives me... The five, uh, five, two, nine straight, right? Okay, I gotcha. And then the 10 gives you a straight, and then a diamond gives you a flush. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, five to nine straight. I think that I might have said 10. But so now I'm open ended, and then I also have the diamond draw. Okay. And a very disguised hand, too. Um, I donk out into him and bet 75. Oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, ooh. I mean, I don't know. Like this would be this I'd be scared of because if he re-raises, I mean, you're blowing off a lot of equity here. I would, I would definitely would have checked here. What did he do? He called. Okay, well, not the worst. So now with the betting lead, the river's the four of clubs, the brickiest of bricks. Okay. I bet two hundred and fifty because I took the betting lead to do this. Okay. So now I bet 250. Ooh. This is uh 
This is different. Well, I mean, with him just calling the turn, here's one thing I do like about that turn bet is now with him just calling that turn and that being such a like a draw heavy card, or I think he's a... very capped here. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of like this. Well, I bet two fifty. He tanks forever and folds, and you know I have to show this bluff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I show the bluff. We all have a good laugh, right? Uh huh. I'm sure he was just thrilled. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was laughing. <laughs> so I don't think anything of it, right? Uh huh. The very next hand, I get Jack Ten of Hearts. It says I make it eighteen. Seems weird, but I guess I must have made it eighteen. Okay. Guy makes it thirty-three. That same guy. Okay. Another weird. Another weird men. Men raise. Okay. Basically, it's just basically all the stories gonna be me and this guy battling. Okay. Um, the flop comes Jack Ten Three Rainbow. Oh wow! What a dream. He checks it to me. I make it a hundred. Okay, so you had thirty three. So is it just sorry, you and him? Sorry, one other guy called. Sorry, okay, I was, like, called. I was like, that seems like a gigantic bet in the spot. Uh, thirty three ninety. So this is still a pretty big bet, actually, right? Yes. Okay. I bet a hundred. The other guy folds. He min clicked it to two hundred. I can imagine you re raised here. So I jammed all in for a little bit over 500. He calls. Turn- now, are you a little scared of pocket threes? I mean, I'm scared of everything. Okay. Um, turn is a six, river's a five. I like he, that. That's, that seems like safe cards. He has ace four offsuit. Ace four. For just ace high. I mean, you want to talk about just floored. I mean, how? Like, okay, I can understand maybe his weird men race. I mean, don't understand that either, actually, here. But, I mean, once you go all in for 500, I mean, he doesn't even have a draw here. Exactly. This guy loses his mind after showing that bluff. Oh, wow. So, God, I mean, like, I understand, like, that bluff getting to people and tilting people. I mean, like, if anything, I don't do it. I still don't do it much. But I've definitely seen, like, why you do it so, uh, so much. Uh, but, God, I mean, that is another, just another level of just tilting somebody to make a call like that. That makes literally no sense. Well, hold on. Here's the next one. Oh, God. So, me and this guy again. I'm under the gun with pocket queens. I make it 20. Everybody in the table calls. Everybody. Okay. He's he is the um, big blind. He makes it forty. Oh, this is a dream come true for you. Yep. I make it two sixty. I mean, you just you just couldn't get any better because one, it's a min raise of what he's doing, <laughs> which accomplishes nothing for him, and you are about to have to go probably eight ways to the flop with pocket queens. So, which, I mean, there's almost no flop that's great that doesn't have a queen at that point. So, I make it 260. Everybody folds. It goes back to him. He calls. The flop is seven of diamonds, eight of diamonds, nine of hearts. He bets $100 out of the big blind. Uh, So, uh, you make it 260. He bets $100. 
So, against this player, I'm definitely never folding for that. I don't love this. I'm not in love with this flop by any means. Uh, hate this flop, actually. Uh, did you call here? Huh, ship it again. I ship for it. How in, much? Like five or six hundred. I mean, super ballsy, but I mean, against this exact player, actually, probably makes a lot of sense. He calls. Turn is a king. River pairs the board with the seven. He has a six offsuit for bottom end open ended. Oh God, that's a very ballsy jam by you on such a weird wet flop. That's a. Were you nervous making that bet? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what I do mean, you think? <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see because I mean, like to you, like there's tens, there's jacks. Well, I mean, in this, well, okay, this guy could literally have anything. I mean, actually, with him only min raising, he probably never has tens or jacks. Actually, exactly. Uh, but there's a lot of weird two pairs and crap like that. So I don't know, like a super scary flop for queens. A really good jam to get max value there. So let me hit you up with the next hand. Oh God. <laughs> I have, so this guy adds on for a ton now, and I'm pretty deep stacked, right? Okay. As you can imagine. I have six, seven. Um, Suited. See. Correct? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I'm looking to play hands with this guy, right? Okay. Um, We're heads up again, because I raised preflop, he calls. Or, he always min-raises, so I started making it 15, knowing it was going to be 30. Okay. So he makes it 30. I'm in position. No, I'm out of position. This is key. I'm out of position. Okay. The flop comes six six nine. Six six nine, and you have six seven. Okay, so you yeah. flop trips, and he le- and I check. He bets big. I mean, at this point, I gotta imagine you just flat out re-raise here. <laughs> I call. You call. Okay. The turn is an ace. Okay. I check, he checks it back. Okay. The river is another six, giving me quads. Holy crap. And before I can act, he bets out of turn. What a dream. Bets a hundred, which is so, bigger than pot. So now all you have to do is check and his bet stands. Exactly, which is just what I did. Okay. I check, his bet stands. I tell him, now it's going to be a thousand to get that hundred back. All in. Oh wow. Um <laughs> he said I um I'll put it lightly, had beat him up enough today. And he's gonna fold a nine. <laughs> I mean, I love the jam here because this guy is just this guy is completely incapable of folding an ace here. And you obviously are gonna and he's probably folding most everything else, even to uh, whatever large bet that you do. So, I mean, I love the jam, like how this uh, played out. Um, and yeah, that was the giant session for like 1700 I mean, sounds like... A, I mean, it does sound like you played, like made some really good moves. I mean, of course you caught good cards. Because, I, I mean, to have... Whenever you quadruple or quadruple or five times your buy-in, you're going to need to get some good hands and catch some good cards. But it definitely sounds like you were kind of on top of your game as well, going against somebody who you know was... Well, really, that bluff 
is what really set set it up for you to make all that money. Hundred percent. If he was playing very normal beforehand, that uh, if there's ever an argument to be made for showing the bluff, I mean, this session is one hundred percent the uh, argument. Yeah. Um. So then I go to Doghouse, and this is basically. <sighs> this one is this is a tough one here. I'm at Doghouse. This is basically the the hand that um again session to find a hand for me. Well, is this beginning or end session? Because you had like this, you had a very swingy session on this one. I remember. So I remember you started out just so shitty. Well, this Caught. is. I mean, yeah, we'll start. Okay, so uh, I, mean, I wanted to make sure, because if it was just going to be one hand for the session, I wanted to see where it was in the session. No, it's definitely this one. So, um, my very, well, sorry. So, let me start. My very first hand, I flop open-ended, triple-barreled all the way down, get snap-called on the river, muck, seven high, right? Then I, I hero-call in a PLO hand, oddly, mm-hmm. for a lot of money, and I'm right. Guy was bluffing in PLO. Would you have to hero call? Like, I literally don't even have hero calls in my range in PLO, I don't think. What'd you hero call with? Top two pair. Okay, very nice. Um, so, I get my money back. So, now I'm pretty deep stacked. If I had added on after that mishap of the bluff, right? But then I picked off that bluff. So, now I have six, seven of clubs. Or, sorry, diamonds. Six, seven of diamonds. I am in the big blind. A guy, um, it goes like limp, 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 limp. Guy on the button makes it like 36 to go. Okay. We're now both super deep stacked, right? I call, another person calls, another person calls, another person calls, another person calls. So it's a gigantic pot already. Gotcha. The flop comes six, seven, jack, two clubs. Oh, what a dream come true. I check it with all the anticipation of raising. Okay. I check it. The next guy jams for a hundred and something dollars, which is not that much into this pot. Okay. Goes back to the preflop raiser. He ships it for a thousand. We're basically about dead even here. I mean, this is... Just the worst spot ever. So here's my thought in the moment. He raised preflop. I checked. He might think he's getting protection with like his aces. I've seen people make this mistake before. Yeah. This is not completely. I mean, I've seen people do this and be wrong. I've seen people do this with Kings. I've seen people do this with aces, right? Where they just go all in thinking that they're denying the flush draw, the straight draw, giving themselves protection versus the short stack. Fully anticipating being heads up. I'd already checked. He's a preflop raiser. I'm thinking, okay, the only hand that I would, that would be the worst to see would be pocket jacks here. But if you have pocket jacks here, are you really shipping a thousand denying all equity, denying all everyone else, denying all your implied odds and everyone else, right? That That's my thought. I think Jack would get, would bet differently here. I mean, that was my immediate thought when you were going over this hand with me when I was, we were talking about it then the first time. So it's back to me, right? What are you thinking here? I thought like, well, the first time we were talked about it, 
I was thinking for a thousand dollars, it's just you have to make like a tight fold here. Now realizing how big the pot, so I'm trying to think of where it is. So the pot is probably what two twenty. Yeah, I would say like so. about two twenty, like to the flaw. Yeah, yeah. A thousand, and you have a thousand. You have a thousand. Oh yeah. God, this is some. This is a, a time where I just wish you had five hundred. I mean, this is a time I wish I had one dollar. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> but, uh, uh. So okay, so to, let's say let's just say it's two twenty in the pot. There's a hundred, so it's three twenty, and then his thousand. So it's a thousand to win. About thirteen twenty. Yep. So you're going to have to be right about 40% of the time. I mean, I like when you told this to me, like the first time I thought it was a fold. Uh, because I'm like, well, it just seems like this is the nuts every time. when Like in low limit poker. I mean, now I'm kind of rethinking. Like, I mean, 40% of the time, could you see ace-king here? Could you see, or wait, what is it, ace-jack here? Kings was this uh well the guy who made it a thousand was he the the razor yes he was the preflop razor I mean I don't know this is a really tough spot I think a I think it's 50-50 for me I mean it, like I'm not certain there's a really good re- I think sometimes you could fold here and someone, like you said, someone can have aces, kings, queens, and just be like jamming for protection. I think, or ace, jack. Uh, also, think more often than not, they are gonna have like just a just an insanely good hand here. But like you say, pocket jacks seems like you would want some. You would want to get some value there. I, I guess. God damn! I think this is probably should be a call, but I think I fold. Well, I call. I get to see the first guy has jack seven for a better two pair. So that's great. But it ceases to matter because that's a, I mean, that at this point, that's pretty insignificant. The other guy has pocket jacks. It's, I mean, I don't know. This is just the ultimate cooler. All right. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if you can make that fold there or not. It's a, but I mean, either way, if you have six, seven and it's, Pocket jacks there. I mean, I don't know. It's just a huge cooler. I rivered at six. I beat the other guy. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, did not win any money. So that was pretty tough. Um, and then I ended up making a pretty good comeback there after adding back on. And I only ended up losing like 500 or something or just under 500. Yeah, you were running. Uh, like at the end, I mean, at the end, you were running. It seemed like you were just getting so many. I, I assume they were bluffs. You did. It seemed like you won so many pots without showing down anything. It seemed like um, it was a ton of bluffs, and the times I got called, I happened to have it. Yeah, I mean, I mean was it was a... basically perfect. Never got caught. Every time they called, I had it. Yeah, it seemed like at that at, towards the end, you were just running just so pure at the end. Uh. I was at the same table. I say <laughs> you not so pure. God almighty, man. <laughs> uh, so I'll say the one, I'm going to say the no limit hold'em hand because it's easier to go over. Uh, 
even though it was the uh, la- it was more the last hand. The a uh, Ace Ten I raise. There was limp to me. I raise. You call and another guy very drunk to my right calls. Uh-huh. Flop is Ace Nine Three. Drunk guy donks into me. I just make a call. I'm like, well, I'm I'm beating most of his hands, and I, but I think a re-raise is too strong here. Uh, you call. Mm-hmm. It was a fairly small bet. So, I mean, uh, the turn, he bets bigger. I make the call again. You fold. Mm-hmm. I had uh, ace-jack here. So you said ace-queen at the time. Yeah, I lie every time at the table. Oh, uh, okay. The podcast, we keep it on. Oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. I was trying to tilt that guy. I'm always trying to tilt people. No, good job. I mean, a, uh, I mean uh, and then the river, he bets very small. It's an easy, easy call here with ace 10. It's kind of runs out a little bit connected, but with an ace here for what he bet, I think he bet like $20 at the, at the, on the river. Mm-hmm. And it was a, probably a uh, $140 pot. I would think more. It probably was. I was about more. to say, I, yeah. was, I would not it, be folding out of that. With yeah, it was It was probably 200 something actually. Because I thought he um, bet 75 on the turn, and then you call, and I was like, wow. I mean, well, I don't know what I'm hoping for, so I fold. Turn, I think uh, it was maybe max. Uh, maybe it was 75. I the, turn was... Bet was, the turn bet was by far, like, it was a very small flop bet, a big turn bet, and a small river bet. I remember that. I just remember, I thought it was 75. It was enough to where, like, I didn't want to fold if I thought I was ahead. And I was like, well, if Clint's flatting behind here, he must be, he still could have ace king, ace queen here because he was the preflop raiser. That makes more sense. So okay. I folded. Yeah, that makes, the ace jack now makes more sense. I thought, when you told me you had ace queen, I was like, I was like, goddamn good fold. But yeah, yeah well. it was a, uh, that makes more sense to me. Uh, but the way it, Against this guy, I'm just calling any... Like, even Ace-3, I'm calling this guy. Oh, I mean, for $20, 100%. I mean, I may be calling with King High, so... Yeah, I mean, it was a... Uh, but he ends up, he had flopped a set of nines, and... Uh, I mean, I probably could have got more value, actually, for... I mean, I was probably calling a, a fairly decent river bet, too. Oh, 100%. Uh, the other one was probably a very big misplay by me. Uh, it is a bomb pot... Uh, Omaha Bomb Pie. I know these don't uh, work very well on the podcast, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. But I have pocket kings in this in this hand. Flop comes queen deuce deuce on one board. I think it's a queen like five seven on the other board. Yeah, it was something like that. It was, and there was no flush and no straight. There was a flush draw on that queen five seven board, though. A flush draw, that's yep. correct. Uh, player bets small into me. No, he he pots it, but it's like forty bucks. <laughs> yes, he bets small, but it's also pot. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm early here, and this is probably really bad. But with pocket kings here, I'm like, well, if he has a deuce, I almost always have him on the other board. And if he has a like ace queen or something, I have him on both boards. Uh, and then if he has if he just has nutted on one board, I have him. And I was like, this is one of those that can't like kings are not going to be good multi way once this board comes. 
Uh, so I either have to raise or fold, which I do agree with this analysis of my hand at this point. I don't think I can call here because what are you hoping for? I mean, I'll, like the runouts in a multi-way pot is just going to be too too dangerous. I end up making a pot size raise. Uh, it comes back around to him. He goes all in. At this point, it's an easy call for me because that's what I was hoping was to get a heads up. And then I'm, I'm, then I'm like, oh, God, if he has aces, this is just <laughs> a, a disaster. So I'm like, do you have aces? He's like, I do not have aces. And I'm like, okay, it's probably a chop. And then uh, I flip over kings. It runs out, and he flips over pocket queens for a flopped boat on one and a flopped set on the other. Probably an overplay by my hand. I thought my reasoning was well, but it was good. But I think at this point, like when I do this, probably just too weak here. I mean, you at least saved me. Well, I would have chopped with them, but um, because I had a deuce, I had queen king deuce, so I had a a deuce with a king, and then I was open ended with a flush draw or a gutter with a flush draw. How would you have chopped? I would have hit my flush on the other board. Oh, that's right. Where he just he only kept the set. He never voted mm-hmm. on that other board. Okay, mm-hmm. I was thinking the deuce. I was like, yes, he flopped a boat. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you did not seem to give much sorrow for me though. I gave not two <laughs> shits. I was I was so annoyed because I mean it was one of those hands where it like it's one thing when like, it's just a cooler. It's another thing when disaster could have easily been avoided, and probably just the proper route is just to fold here and not make a move. And it was just a bad. I mean just. One of those where it's just a bad play. I mean, you know. Here's the only issue with it is I'm sure a lot of his hands, like in PLO, the equity's got to be close, right? Versus just kings. Just his random four cards on a board. Am I way off on this or no? Like, okay, let's say you're ahead. Okay. But if he even has almost anything, right? Or am I, am I off on this? That the equity is still pretty close. It's not quite like a hold a bomb pot where... I feel like that logic is way more sound, obviously, in a hold and bomb pot. But I feel like he has more equity to scoop it, right? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean... Because if he has a deuce, he's calling every time. If he has a deuce, then, like, unless he has... If he has a deuce, there's less equity that he has on the other board where I could... But, I mean, he, you're right. He could have, like... He could have deuce 5-7 here. Mm-hmm. Or deuce queen. I mean, and this is why. Yeah, yeah, and this is why I was thinking this was kind of an overplay, or like, yeah, this was just a bad overplay. Because, like you say, you're right. The equities run just too close on this. I mean, or if he's got a queen, if he's got two pair on the other board on one board, well, I guess he wouldn't have two pair. Say he has two pair on the top board, and he's only got a queen on the bottom board. Well, he doesn't have that much equity at that point because then I would have a. There's no two pair that would give me a. I wouldn't have a better two pair, unless it was exactly ace queen and the ace hit. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I guess if he's got a deuce and he's got a queen, and then he can hit the second pair on the top board. There's just a lot of times where I'm when he calls. Most of the time, he's gonna have way more equity. I think is what you're that, saying. That was kind of my thought. Is like, whenever he calls. You're basically praying for a chop, but you're still fading a bunch of stuff, it seems like. Yeah. I, like, you could already be dead on one and then fading on the other. That's just kind of my thought. Again, I play PLO Bomb Pots like I'm blind and in a different room. So, take that with a grain of salt. 
<laughs> yeah, you, I mean, what really got me was with the board being paired, like queen, deuce, deuce, I was like, well, no, if he's got a queen and he doesn't have a deuce, then almost no matter what, I have that board. Because, like, even a two-pair, like, I'll have, I'll have all the two-pair beat. Uh, and that's what kind of got me there. And I was like, well, if he has a deuce, then I almost always am good on the top here. But you're right. I mean, if he has a, he could have, like I say, deuce, queen, set. I mean, there, or shit, deuce, four, six, where he has open-ended to a straight or something like that. So, yeah, it, this was a bad overplay by me. And... Like I say, it's really tough. It like it very much tilts me when I was like, well, this is something that could have been avoided. I could have just, you know, it's weird in Hold'em that you can play so well for four or five hours and then lose your mind for like two minutes and bam, it kills you. <laughs> 100%. I guess I'll go over last night's session quickly because we're kind of pushing for time. Um, basically what happened was... I made a nice move with pocket eights and a giant pot early. Now I'm up a bunch of money, right? Okay. Then some, I mean, you know, just a rag I played with before who I know is a good player comes down and sits next to me. And I just, I mean, just proceed just to get beat down. I mean, all night long, everything I have, ace, king suited versus queens, nothing. Cannot hold or not hold, cannot hit, I guess, whatever. I lose the flip. Um, open-ended straight draw, brick, brick, brick city. Every time, you know, everything is bricking. I'm pouring through money now. I mean, and not just missing, getting outplayed left and right. That's the other thing, right? It's not only like he's getting better hands than me. He's just, I mean, it was, it was obviously his night and not mine. I mean, he was just, everything he wanted to do was working. Everything I wanted to do did not work at all. Um, and like you said, a lot of times whenever someone like this comes to the table, you and I will try to combat it. Maybe I guess would be the word to put it way to put it, but tell you what, that was not my, uh, I mean, not my session at all. The final hand that took me out was one of his friends bets 20 in the dark. He makes it 60. I go all in for 200. I mean, session's not going well if I'm all in for 200. Um, original guy calls who called, who met 20 in the dark. He calls flop comes like queen, like queen nine. I mean, or like queen King, something like that. Okay. All high cards or like big high. So I'm like, wow, this is not great. Um, and that they build this giant side pot, okay. like $500 side pot. I'm like, wow, this is not great for me at all. The river's an eight. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm already up, getting ready to walk out. The guy turns over jack eight offsuit for a river pair of eights, bottom or like fourth pair. He's good, scoops the whole thing. That is super weird betting. I I wonder if you I wonder if that other guy had a pocket pair and if you would have been good if it would have missed. That that eight would have missed. Well, if he had a pocket pair, I wouldn't be good, right? Yeah, I, was wondering. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, I mean, if you would have been good for that pot. Uh, but, I mean, either way, I mean, it's not the most interesting. I mean, to me, like, the most interesting part of this session is this leak that both me and you have about when, like, a good player is playing back at us. I mean, me and, like, I to be good at poker, 
you really do have to have an ego and think you're better than most most other people, or else you wouldn't be playing. And to be fair, we've both been profitable in the long run, so we, I mean, we usually are correct in that. But there's no no incentive to play against good players and play back at, at them. I mean, there's no award, there's no anything. So it seems like me and you definitely give way to the egos because the same thing happened to me recently at Texas Guardhouse, where there was a much uh, probably a much better player. He definitely seemed like a grinder who uh, was playing, who was definitely playing back at me and would just kick my ass the entire night. I mean, it is hard not to say that they're probably better than us whenever we play for a long time and lose a ton of money to them. Seems well, like it's like, I mean, I understand that it's only one session, variances, whatever, right? Yeah. But, I mean, on that night, on that session, definitely he was better than me. I mean, can't, can't argue I mean, that. That's, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's... This is that ego we were talking about. Yeah, this is that ego. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, one session literally means nothing. I mean, it's... I mean, my two grand begs differ. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, like I say, in that one session, I mean, it's very hard to tell who's... Because at a certain point, if somebody's catching even a slightly better hands, they're just going to win in that session. Uh, well, I mean, uh, like you I mean, if the coin flip is different, I have the queens, he has ace-king. You know, I mean, that runs a whole different way, but... Not the case, but I mean, but here's the other thing: is let's say, let's say you're both just as good. Playing back at each other doesn't really do much. All all y'all, let's say you're exactly the same in every way. Well, then at that point, you're both just losing because uh, either the time or the rake or whatever is just killing you. At that point, it just ceases to be profitable. And I mean, as poker players, I mean, we should be you know gunning for the better tables that aren't as grinder heavy not trying to prove we're better than the other grinders at the table. So it's, yeah, it's really a big leak in both of our games. I've noticed it several times, and it's something I need to work on. Because, I mean, as a guy, I think we have that competitive spirit when you're like, someone plays back at you, you just naturally want to play back at them. But it really does nothing for an actual, you know, your hourly or your stats in poker in the long run, but be bad for it. So, nope. I mean, even if you do well, it doesn't really do anything for it. I mean, like you said, you can find better games, but what do you do? Just get up and leave? Uh, I or was, maybe take less aggressive lines? I think, I don't know. That is that is a good question. Because, I mean, do you just leave when it's one player like that? I mean, the game can still be profitable. But probably, I know probably less aggressive lines for me, maybe. Because the last couple times, I will say this, whenever I've been making a move, because I just feel like they're making a move on me all night, does not seem to work out well for me. I mean, I haven't been smacked down like this in a while. Last time was at like 52 Social, where some guy I'd never seen before came into town. And I mean, he beat me up so bad that I would, I mean, I would just, beyond words, he beat someone else up so bad that he took a picture of him at the table to show people. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> I mean, That's he, was like, he was like, this is the guy who took all my money. And I was like, dude, that guy took all my money. Yeah. Like, and then one of the dealers was like, oh, he's a, so, some crazy pro or whatever. And I'll tell you what, definitely seemed that way. I mean, well, uh, there's also this. When they're three-betting a lot, and you know these grinders will three-bet lighter than than others, but they still have a range. And sometimes you just think that they're just like three-betting you nonstop. But at the same token, there are times they're just getting... I mean, sometimes you're just getting hit in the face with a deck and just assuming that they're doing it with nothing 
is also a leak at that point. So, I don't know. It's very, uh, very interesting to, uh, to kind of do. I mean, like I say, it's. But that being said, I think playing against just worse opponents is just way better. Uh, as far as how to combat it, I guess it depends on the table. If the table is really good and you can play around, or I mean, only play back at them when you have the premium premiums. Uh, maybe that's the way to do it. Or if it's just a kind of a crappy table altogether with like one or two good pros that's giving you problems. I mean, there's other poker games every, everywhere. You know, find, an, find another game at that point. Well, shoot. I guess on that note, <laughs> this includes episode 77 of the Tech Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.